Welcome to Season 5, Episode 5 of Buzzwords, Conversations About Teaching and Learning at SU, where we talk about working, learning, transforming, and performing at Shenandoah University, and so much more than that. We'd like to thank our sponsor, SU's Transformative Teaching and Learning Team, led by Just Snow Day, more like Glow Day, Clausen. So I'm Scott King. I'm one of our hosts, as usual. I'm a professor in the psychology department. I'm also here with my esteemed colleague, Coach. Hi, I'm Melissa Smeltercraft. I am the head women's basketball coach here at Shenandoah University, and this is my coaching voice. Yes. Yeah. Are. I also I also taught three classes today, so. Yeah, putting in work. Yeah. Like, I joked with my assistant, Tessa, our assistant, Tessa, if I was Adele, I'd be on vocal rest. <laughs> but I'm not. But you are not. You are I am not. I don't have a good singing voice. Recording a podcast. Yeah. Having to talk for a long time into yeah. the mic. I, d- I mean, I usually hit my word quote every day for anybody that knows <laughs> me, but um, yeah. Yeah, and we've got producer Xander here, Xander Merle-Smith, back from season one. He's been on a journey the past few years. He's now back at Shenandoah. Xander made us hopefully sound um, okay the first season. We'll see what he can do here in season five. Welcome back to Xander. Sean, former producer Sean Kelly, he has moved on with Joey, former He's been co-host Joey. That's right. He's been recruited. He's been stolen. I don't know what the ethics are with stealing podcast producers, but he's up in um, in Syracuse now. So we have we have a song we want to play for Sean. <laughs> I I I just have to say I've never been poached. No one's trying to come at me. I'm surprised at that. Scott, have you been poached? Xander no, left for I a wish. little bit and came back. But <laughs> man, I yeah. missed the boat with Joey. Yeah, we'll see. In coaching, poaching happens at D1. Does it does it trickle down to D3? I don't know. I, I, I'm just going to wait for my, my phone number is. Not, <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm joking. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting to see what Joey's trying to build. And, and I think in an aggressive manner, not a negative aggressive, yeah, but an yeah. urgent manner. Yeah. And it's cool that Sean left. I'm going to miss Sean. Yes, and we are yeah. happy for Joey. I, my fa- my, the thing I'm going to miss most about Sean, just <laughs> I need I need to, to air this out there, is um, that one time he didn't hit record yeah. when we had a podcast, <laughs> and uh, just didn't record it. So I just I, I hope that that never happens again. Thanks, Sean. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Xander, you've got a high bar. <laughs> yeah, to just live up just to hit here. record, please. Um, we know what Melissa's going to do. And frankly, I blame Sean and Joey. Yep, if anything bad happens, they're, they're our targets. So really, you don't have anything to worry about because we've got that, that sound drop ready to, um, ready to drop if needed. We don't have any, any drops about Xander. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, the, the day is young. That's right. We'll get there. Um, let's go through some stats and stuff. Our email is buzzwords at su.edu. Uh, Scott, have you checked that email address since December? Yes, once. I checked it and yesterday. Nothing dry? Uh, Dry as a bone. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think great. we had a Google security alert. That's about it. Oh, awesome. So you did get an email asking you to log in. Asking great. us to refresh our password. Um, Instagram. We have an Instagram. If you have an Instagram, follow us. We are up to 41 followers. Ooh. Okay. Um, thanks to Miles for giving us love on there and plugging us and everything in his last episode. Our music is Back to Cool by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. We're up to 3K downloads from SU Buzzwords podbean.com up from 2.k last month you can also listen to us on apple and these other things so i think that's pretty cool are we on spotify 
Not yet. Not yet. But uh, 16 five-star <laughs> ratings on Apple Podcasts. That's up from 15 last month. That's right. Follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. To quote um, a friend that runs a podcast who has asked me for podcast advice, not sure why she did that. She you're the said, She said, don't, uh, if you're not going to give us a five, don't rate us. So Fair. that should be our new slogan. If you're not going to give us a five, don't rate us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> any any feedback is greatly appreciated, as yeah. always. Well, all our ratings are five stars so far. So I think people are following that advice. But if people want to give us one, they're not doing it. That's good. That's that's Elspeth Bierman. Oh, she's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, assistant coach of the year, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, if Xander can get us on Spotify, that'll be nice. We'll see okay. if... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right. drops popping in. I All love right. it. <laughs> Xander. Uh, so our guest today, and, and full disclosure, we were supposed to record this last week, but we had some weather issues. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. But thank you to our guest for being able to reschedule. That guest is Dr. Katie Bain from the Physical Therapy Program here at Shenandoah. She is an assistant professor in the PT division. She has also worked in the Masters of Athletic Training program, and she has a lot of degrees. Katie earned a BS in kinesiology from JMU in 2011, both her Masters in Athletic Training and Doctorate in PT from Shenandoah in 2015, so she's a former grad student here. Then after working as a physical therapist in Reston for four years, she earned another doctorate, this one in Rehabilitation Science from the University of Kentucky. One wasn't enough for you? You know, I just have a school addiction. <laughs> I, okay. That's so aggressive. Same. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> Did um, you, that wasn't remote, resonates. was it? Or was oh, no. It? I worked full-time in the research lab at wow. University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, so That's Katie amazing. started working at SU full-time in August of 2021 while she was finishing that second dissertation. Since then, and before then even, she has published a crap ton of research, especially in the areas of ankle sprains, instability, and rehabilitation. She's a self-proclaimed anatomy nerd and loves a good pun. I might try to throw a pun in later, Katie. I look forward to it. (laughs) Katie lives in Loudoun County with her husband, Ryan, and her dachshunds, Leo and Dante. And she's excited to welcome the newest member of their family in June 2024. All right. Welcome, Katie. Hi. Thanks for having me, Scott. Melissa, it's nice to be here. It's nice to finally meet you. I know. I'm glad we finally got to do this after the weather delays. Yeah. Yes. Now, I first learned of Katie actually before a committee that we're both on, the Faculty Development Grant Committee. Um, but before that, she went on a GCP trip with Rodney Bragdon in the psychology department. Where did you go with Rodney? We went to Alaska. To Alaska. Yeah. And how is the weather there compared to here right um, now? We flew into Fairbanks, Alaska, and the coldest day was around negative 20. Okay. So and this then, is like easy for you. Oh, yeah. This is nothing. So it was about negative 20, and then we ended up going from Fairbanks all the way down to Anchorage and then back again. So, I mean, it was quite freezing, but it was a pretty awesome experience. How was traveling with Rodney? It was great. Yeah. He's a ball of energy. Yes. He's definitely yes. a ball of energy. Never a dull moment. Um, even when I would want to rest, he's like, let's go cross country skiing. Like, <laughs> let's get outside. Like, what, why are we resting? Like, let's get out here. <laughs> so, he's a bit crazy for me. 
And he and high energy. He and your wife have like they similar hike. levels of energy. I would oh say. yeah, and I can't stand either of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um they they uh, I'm envious of the energy that they have and their passion for the outdoors. Rodney is, I think he's taking Ashley, my wife, under his wing a little bit, which is really cool, and I'm happy for her because I can't do that. Yeah, now all these doctorates, Katie. <laughs> so, are, do you want to be called Doctor Doctor? No, but <laughs> Doctor Deuce. People have Doctor No. <laughs> Part Deuce. No, we can do a lot. I don't want to be squared. anything Deuce related. <laughs> that just sounds awkward. <laughs> like, I'm good. Okay, noted. Noted. <laughs> PhD squared at the end of your name. No, well, okay. So one of them is a clinical doctor. So the DPT, so the Doctor of Physical Therapy, oh, right. is a clinical doctor, and then the PhD is Doctor Doctorate. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. One's yeah. a terminal degree and one's a clinical degree. And one is, that, you know, that the matters when you're applying philosophy. for jobs in academia. <laughs> like so, did you need the second one to come um, here to teach full time um, within graduate professions? You, X percent of the faculty have to have a terminal doctorate. Mm. So, with whatever, so say you're a PT, an OT, a speech language pathologist, you have to have a terminal doctorate, whatever that means for your field of teaching, in order to like meet the accreditation standards. So, wow. if you have that, it's a plus when they're hiring. Yes, and sometimes mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Why did you so. want to come back here after grad school? Yeah, no, when, uh, after Kentucky? Well, after, or, yeah. Okay, so. Like, why I, did you want to work here? Even when I was a PT student here, so Dr. Sherry Hale, who's our current director for the Division of Physical Therapy, she was my advisor um, in the program. And even as a second year student, I was like, I want to be like you. And at the time, our now provost, Karen Abraham, was our director. Um, and I was, I just had such um, respect for those two women. I really appreciated them. I loved all my faculty. And I was like, you know, like, this is what I think I want to do. I love the patient interaction. I love working with my student athletes. But then I knew ultimately, like, I just wanted to teach. I like to learn, addicted to learning. Um, and then she was like, well, you got to get your PhD. And I was like, ooh, I don't know about that yet. Like, maybe let's just oh, finish. so already before Kentucky, Yeah, you like, were while I was that. in school here at Shenandoah still, I was like, I think I want to do this. And then I, I went and I toured a couple places. I almost went to Medical U University of South Carolina. And then I was like, you know, I think I just need a break. I want some clinical experience. Ended up getting hired right out of school. Um, worked as a PT and an athletic trainer for rugby in the area for oh, cool. about four years. And then I, it was Dr. Hale again. I always call her my academic fairy godmother because <laughs> she was like, oh, Katie, we just ha opened up the Scholar Plaza site a couple years ago. I think you'd be really great teaching anatomy as in the cadaver lab as an adjunct faculty. And I was like, okay, let's try this. And then one class I was adjuncting turned into two classes I was adjuncting. You got Shannon Dowood. Yes. <laughs> but I loved it, so it was okay. And then she, again, fairy godmother status, was like, in case you're still looking, and then happens to forward me this email from the dean at University of Kentucky that was looking for a fully funded oh, uh, research assistantship wow. program. So I went fully funded. So they pay for your tuition, and you are paid maybe like 18 grand total for the whole year <laughs> to just Listen, make it work. <laughs> Listen, like, sounds like coaching yeah. so i props to the free tuition yeah that's, that's what that, I, that's i mean what that I'm was saying. the game changer i was like after yep. after love my experience with shenandoah i have the student loans to prove it uh but yeah i knew i was not going to get a phd if i had to pay for it mm -hmm. so that definitely worked out and then i really only went to get my phd because i knew i wanted to come back and teach if not at shenandoah somewhere very similar to shenandoah just because i had such a positive experience here so it really worked out. And my final year at University of Kentucky, 
the opening for Gross Human Anatomy opened up and I got offered to interview and I put my name into the ring and they flew me out from Kentucky. I did the whole interview at both campuses, set up rotations with the students. Um, and after about a couple weeks, I found out I got the job and I left Kentucky about a semester early. So then while I was teaching full time, I was writing my dissertation because wow. yeah. I was like, I'm going to make it work. And it was a semester of hell. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was pretty rough. But after that graduation and submission defense date, like, don't regret a thing. Yeah. Wow, I feel perfect. so unaccomplished sitting here right now. <laughs> That's not the point. Don't feel like that. No, I'm like, <laughs> I went to high school, guys. That was great. Holy Moses. That's amazing. But it's like, it's funny that I just, in my coaching basketball class, which obviously has no requirements to teach because I'm teaching it, um, we were just talking about the opportunity of graduate assistantships, right? Mm -hmm. and, and these things, and it can be so daunting and so intimidating when you look at the price tag or the commitment, time and money, but there's ways to figure out how to be self-serving and get things out, both parties, and yeah. it's really cool that you discovered that and found your way. And then it was cool probably to be in Kentucky. Lexington's really cool. Um, it was definitely a new experience, very different. I grew up in Virginia, went to college in Virginia for both undergrad and PT school, obviously here at Shenandoah. Um, so going to Lexington, Kentucky was definitely a culture shock compared to what it's like living in Northern Virginia, yeah. where I come from a military family down in like Norfolk, Virginia Beach, mm -hmm. Chesapeake area. So it was definitely just a very different cultural experience. And Lexington is considered like the big city. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's not. It's like for anyone cool, else around though. here. Oh, no, it's definitely, yeah. it's very fun. I would go back for like weekends at like yeah. the horse track at Keeneland. That was always a good time. If you're into bourbon, like there's the bourbon trails that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, there's definitely things to do, but. It is definitely, do not sleep on Kentucky when it's in the Midwest because the winters there are brutal. I believe that. I did not know that. I was like, oh, Kentucky, that's so close to Virginia. <laughs> that can't be that bad. And no, like it was tragic. Scott likes the Midwest and bourbon, so. You like the Midwest? I'm from the Midwest. Where yeah. are you from? Indiana, Indianapolis. Okay. And uh, yeah, I love me some bourbon. <laughs> not this month, though. I'm doing dry January. God bless you. Well, I'm drinking twice as much for you, Scott. <laughs> Don't worry. Good. It all balances yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so as a former grad student here at Shenandoah, how is it to now like be a colleague of your former professors? Like, are there, is there a lot of overlap, like people that were here back then that are still here? Yeah, huge amount of overlap. Um, I think that's something that's really unique about our division is that there's really no turnover. So the fact that this opening even happened for me was so rare that I was like, please, Lord, like, give me this job, like whatever we need to do. Destination job. Yeah, that's it was, cool. We were, it was the... What is it like the frequency was in flow or whatever yeah. I need. I was on the right frequency. We made our way here. Yeah, the great magnet brought Exa you back. Yeah, something brought me back. It was calling to me. It was fairy godmother Dr. Hale. Um, yeah, thanks, Dr. Hale. But it was definitely a learning curve. And it was really it was so weird. Like even being an adult, I'm 34 years old now. <laughs> and it's like I would still be like, oh, Dr. Hale. And it's like, you can call me Sherry. That's <laughs> like, really funny. Dr. Fergus, it's Andrea. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was just so and again, it'd been like eight years since I even had them but as a professor, but still so ingrained in me just to call them that. And now to like co-teach on the anatomy team with someone who taught me, it's very humbling. And then it's almost like I have to check myself. Like if they'll come ask me for advice or ask me for things, then I'm always like, oh, what? <laughs> That's so cool. That has to be so like, amazing for them. That full oh, circle sure. moment. To for see them. like it's really cool. one of your, your protégés yeah. come back and yeah. be a colleague. 
Do you have imposter syndrome? Um, I definitely do sometimes. It comes and goes. Now I'm in my, this would be two and a half years. At the end of the semester, it'll be the end of three years. And it's lessened. Yeah. I think going through the PhD process, that's when imposter syndrome was at its ultimate height. <laughs> um, so it's definitely, it's calmed down now that I'm back in like a very loving, supportive, um, congenial environment. So it's, I think there's less opportunity for imposter syndrome and also more vulnerability and openness at a campus like Shenandoah where people mm -hmm. are willing to like, hey, I'm having a shit day yeah. or I feel like crap or I'm really nervous or I'm having anxiety about X, Y, and Z. And people here will be like, oh, tell me about it. Or, oh, me too. Yeah. Or this is what I do. Versus it, unless you've been at other places, you don't really appreciate that that is not how other places function. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's fair. That sounds like that might lead into a buzzword a little bit later, what you just talked about. But let's uh, let's start with our segments in our in our usual order. Highs and lows will be our first one, where we all talk about our best and worst events. We can go all the way back to the last episode, which is like six weeks away now. Melissa, do you want to start? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, highs and lows. I don't. Hmm. Uh, my high would be on Wednesday. We had our first ranked win ever yeah, in program did. history. Yeah, a huge accomplishment. We've had. I wore this shirt for you. Yeah, by the thanks, way. Scott. I see. He's rocking <laughs> a championship T-shirt. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just. I think we were due for that. We've been knocking on the door. We've played really high-level schedule, and um, to be the number nine team in the country was awesome. And um, yeah, that that was great. And uh, you know, it's one of those things. In the moment, you don't realize the historical component so to the that. First ever, first ever ranked awesome. win. Yeah, and and I'm glad it happened the way it happened, and we've waited so long for it. But it was against WNL at their place, so. All the stars aligned, and it was it was a really good win, and really proud of our team, and it was awesome um, to have that moment with them. So that's a high. That's that's probably the greatest win in the regular season that I've experienced. So I awesome. think I'm downplaying it right now. I was really excited about it. Um, low. I don't know that I have a low. I you know this has been a really good winter break, and you know break is relative because we're here and we have games every twice a week. So we're in our regular rhythm and um, maybe the low is coming back in basketball season, you know, not being the highest priority. <laughs> I don't know, but the weather kind of was disruptive and stuff like that. But, you know, it, resilience through all that, but it's all good. No, no, no real negative energy. I'm good. Nice. Katie. Um, I think my high is since I guess in the last six weeks span, I've got two. Um, I found out I'm having a baby boy. Ooh. His name is going to be Theodore. So that was exciting to find out the sex of the baby. And then um, another high. And this was also going to be a low when I first wrote this, when I thought we were interviewing last week, that I have been working on this one publication. And it has been in review for about nine months, and which is too long. So it's been in review for about nine months after doing minor revisions and I got it back and it was like a two second fix. So I waited nine months to be told like <laughs> a one sentence fix. Yeah. So I was super annoyed uh -huh. and I did the fix and then I submitted it and was like, oh, it's going to be another eight months before I hear anything back. But then within 24 hours, it did get accepted. Oh, that's so awesome. yes. that I was Bless. super excited about that. You will also think nine months is too long I in do. May <laughs> and June of this year. I'm I'm already <laughs> at four and a half months of pregnancy, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, where, I was 41 we weeks pregnant when I was induced, and yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Woof. Every day is a new adventure. Oh, that's right. Every day is a new adventure. That's right. <laughs> 
So that was a low that ended up not being yeah, too bad. Yeah, when I first wrote it, it was a low. But and then within the last like well, week, they, we got the approval. So, so, I the, think so the editor probably just saw it and was like, yes. okay. I think they may, might have felt bad that they realized, like, whoa, we left them hanging for nine months. Mm -hmm. And it was a very, very minor fix of, like, you have... 41 references and we need 40 <laughs> so it was something very minute um i that don't know will, other than another low though that's fine yeah it's that, been it's been a solid six weeks and that'll resonate with a lot of our listeners who try to publish oh. things now i i said in your bio that you've published a ton how many roughly as an you assistant said crap professor ton. yes actually as an assistant professor which how okay many? so let me be vulnerable here for a second so this you saying that lit up my imposter syndrome oh, no. big time because coming from a place like university of kentucky a crap ton would be like a hundred plus come on no a hundred a hundred percent like well, coming, good thing the bar is yeah, really low for Scott. coming, coming <laughs> from coming from university of kentucky if it's kentucky. like anything less than 50 it's like you're not even invited to the table dude yeah so um i I think um, I'm definitely excited. I have all the experiences. I think this one that just got accepted will make 17. And then I have two that are in review right now. Or one that's one of them is one is in review and the other one is about to be submitted. And that's 17 total or like in the since you've been at Shenandoah? Oh, no, that's 17. So sorry. 17 since uh, 2019. Sorry, I just spat on the microphone here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I am in my mid-40s and full professor at Shenandoah, and I've not published 17 things like in my and whole life. And I want you to know Scott has never had imposter syndrome. No, no, I have. No, <laughs> <laughs> I have. Um, that's a lot. So respect. Well, well thank you, Scott. Go. I appreciate that. Like I said, I'm I'm still adapting to my new place, and that I actually get to. Yeah, you don't have to. Well, maybe in PG yeah, they have higher expectations, um, but it's it's the same. So going up for the career contract and whatnot in terms of excelling in the scholarly yeah. realm, but um, now it's not as aggressive as a research agenda, and we have research built into the curriculum with students. So now it's like we can do more low key projects that are feasible to be completed within a two to three year time span versus. So like when I was at University of Kentucky, it was paid for because I was a full research assistant on a DOD funded grant. So it was very different environments and yeah. expectations. Yeah. Well, way to go. Jeez. Um, <laughs> all right. My high and low. My low, Melissa was a witness to a couple of weeks oh, ago. I, yeah. <laughs> this is a tell me you're in your 40s without telling me you're in your 40s. But I already said I'm in my 40s. So this just speaks to that fact. Um, Playing kickball in this faculty staff <laughs> kickball game. Pulled we, the groin we were, we were in the sunny say, what today. What did you break? I was like, what did you break? <laughs> we were in yes. the sunny yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. The picture was so in we were on the today. same team. We won, That's but right. yeah, we, we, you got hurt. we won going away. Um, pulled a groin muscle. Uh, hurt really badly. So is this why you want to hurt and be the guest? You yeah. still working through I need, that? I need, I need, need some, some care. <laughs> I, need, I, see I need a PT consult after this. It happened like two weeks ago. So I'm 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 okay. I can still feel it, but I'm 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 okay. But it's uh, you know, it slowed down my disc golf game, uh -oh. and and that's priority number one in my life. And I haven't been able to get out. Well, the weather too, but um, yeah, just you know. Good news is a lot of the plans. SUPT faculty still practice clinically in the Winchester area. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I well, I had I had texted Kyle Feldman. Yes, he was um, he graduated the class ahead of me. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so I, I, yeah I, I taught Kyle like 10 years ago. 
Uh, I had texted him, and he gave me some little tips, but I'm probably going to have to go in and see him um, yeah. in a little bit here. So that was my low. <laughs> uh, the high, I was going to say, like, general, you know, holiday stuff, but I think more recently my high would have been with this weather. Um, my son Sam has really enjoyed, like, going out and playing in the snow, just like old-fashioned sledding, you know, snow forts, He's in sixth grade, and he's at this time when, like, video games are super mm -hmm. appealing. And we really struggled with, like, limiting his screen time and, um, you know, just trying to get him, like, out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he loves sports, um, so, like, you know, nice weather. You can play basketball, soccer, whatever. But um, in the winter, it's been rough. But now with the snow, like, he'll go out. He still doesn't wear a coat, mind you. you you'll find but that. We haven't had snow, real no, this snow. Is real so, snow. So yeah. I'm sure... That was really exciting for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll go out and just, like, sled by himself or just play in the snow by himself. And so Courtney and I have been happy, like, oh, the kid, you know, is getting some fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to be... <laughs> the kid. <laughs> <laughs> the boy. We have a boy and a girl. Um, and, it like, he's not so moody mm -hmm. um when he's outside running when he's outside around, yeah. running around yeah when he's like inside gaming all day and like playing Fortnite, it's I'm like wells is like mini sam like the dark side of esports wells is like yeah. mini sam because last night ashley said to the two boys it was like 4 30 you need to go outside yeah. and she basically put their coats on and shoved them outside and locked <laughs> the door Our and then we had to basically bring them in at 5 30 because it was the sun was setting dark. it was really cold and they were in much better spirits you know, fresh air is an amazing drug. Yeah, man. Maybe that's what Rodney's on. I, it, it works fresh for air. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, with your with your boys, Mel, do you have to struggle to get them to wear coats? Uh, Wells, yes, he doesn't yeah. wear a coat. Yeah. Warner, no. That, Warner's still compliant. He's still malleable. He's four, bit. so yeah. he does what I say most Good. of the time. Yeah. Wells has never worn a jacket. Yeah, I don't know what. Like both my kids, um, Colette too, who's thirteen. It's like. They don't want to wear coats. Like, they just rather freeze. And Kids a hoodie. Weird. They wear a hoodie. They're like, I'm already wearing a coat. You know, it's my my, my favorite is this. Outside. It's August, and it's the first day of school. And every kid is out at the bus stop, and they're wearing brand new cool clothes. Jeans, hoodies. <laughs> because it's the, their new clothes. Right. They're not wearing their summer clothes. They're wearing school clothes, quote, unquote. And it's 900 degrees out. They're in that same outfit January 5th mm -hmm. when it's 12 degrees. That is true. That's mm -hmm. like a weird Venn diagram of right? being in school in this this part of the country they don't understand the weather yeah all right kids are dumb that's the best bottom line <laughs> be ready you're i know you're excited to be pregnant well, kids no. are dumb i'm like i'm thinking of like those like times in like undergrad where it's like you're going out to like party and it's yes. like god forbid you have to bring a coat and it ruins your look it's like do you know what i'm talking about oh when, i know like, i was i'm remembering out. like wearing flip-flops yes yeah. and where yeah. people are going out in dresses and you're like i will not bring my parka and you're like walking around in the snow mm -hmm. in like a sequin dress and you're like <laughs> i look back now and it's like what in the world yeah yes this cannot we're be the same stupid. winter we're all dumb <laughs> <laughs> you got your high and low yeah we just uh, yeah I said yeah um all right hornet hot take guess this is your chance katie to rant about anything you want to rant about you know what? I was listening to Miles' recording, uh, the one previously previous to mine, and first of all, i got to give kudos to him because I'm on the same page in terms of writing very detailed uh, emails with the bullet points and sub-bullet points and then people still asking questions when it was obviously la laid out in bullet point two. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that one, and then as well as 
being at the Shenandoah University campus at Loudoun over in Loudoun County, I think what I would really like to see is that campus turn into the same equitable student experience that the students get here in Winchester. So while it's all graduate students, like in the School of Health Professions, um, having things like, yes, they have access to mental health services, but having someone on site. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have a lot of food places around us, but we don't have any food services on site. So yeah. if students need or want something, like they have to drive off campus and drive back in, which isn't always feasible in between class times. Or even the opportunity to do things like intramurals. Or, right. Yeah, so there's certain things that it's like our cohort here at the Winchester campus, PT students, get to participate in that the students over yeah. at the Loudoun campus just don't have that same access to. Um, I'm going to play this to the undergrads here that complain. Say it again. I'm going to play that back for the undergrads really? here that complain. Yeah, I think they think it's not great and they yeah, have they a lot. Yeah, they think like we don't what? have anything here. Yeah. No, it's I great would, here. I agree. Yeah. When PT I agree. students, from my experience, right, they're into the intramural sports. Yes. And they, they usually make teams. Now, I don't know if they're driving in from, from Loudoun County. Oh, God, but they're not. But they, they – Like, there's they, always a PT yes. team, yeah, like, that's the in the basketball Those are our Winchester campus students. In volleyball, yeah. mm -hmm. in, in, in Oh, yeah, they do the flag football. Yeah. yeah. they're very involved. But I think that's some of our students. Even if we could, like, partner with, like, a local rec center or just sure. something or where like, – Yeah, like a SU discount. students – at, at that campus right. could still like mm -hmm. participate. And sa same thing here with like the childcare services, like mm. having something pseudo equivalent over at the other campus would be great. And I know it's still newer in process here, but I think definitely those things are something to aspire to. Yeah, good point. All That's right. a good one. A binge and a cringe. So tell us about something you've really been into lately and something you've not been into. Um, so recently I've gotten into uh, I've seen all over Instagram that book series. It's called A Court of Thorns and Roses. I don't know. The people, the students who might listen will know what I'm talking about. And there's parts of the book that can get a little scandalous. So I hope this doesn't get like flagged weirdly. But I did not know that when I first started the series. Uh -huh. But now I am fully addicted. So there's no turning back. But there's about five, there's either five or six books. I can't even remember. But Sarah J. Moss. Great series. It was really awesome to get into. Yeah, Mel, you see it looking at looking it up. Five books. What um, would you compare it to? I don't know because I don't normally read fantasy. Okay, so, so it's fantasy. It's, yeah, it's definitely more fantasy genre, but there's like it sounds like Game of Thrones from that title. Almost. Like there's the there's the worlds and there's the mortals and there's a wall mm. and you're keeping the world separated. Um, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to bastardize it considering I've only read a book in like 25% of book yeah. two. And I'm sure there's some diehard fans who will who be are like, oh, she's Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. But <laughs> so far I have enjoyed reading it. Um, cool. A cringe that I have seen with these snow days in the townhouse complex I live in, or the condos I live in in Northern Virginia, I have a lot of middle school and high school students around, and I have seen these, all the students in the winter, just like you guys were talking about, not wearing coats. These people will still be wearing Crocs as yes. snowshoes. <laughs> Out, out in the snow, which My makes kids no are sense. Part of that. Yes, with the holes. Like, yes. why are you wearing shoes with holes? And then, did you see the plow attachments to Crocs? Yes, there <laughs> no. is a plow. Do you know what I'm talking about, Xander? I do. Nodding. There yeah. is a plow attachment, and I watched these kids walking their dogs and like shuffling their feet to plow the snow with their Croc foot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what is going? Who made money off of this? So For it real. makes. 
It's very um, plow A, it's ugly. <laughs> B, it makes no <laughs> sense. And C, I'm agitated that someone made money off of that product. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> so that makes me cringe. I'm Every also time I, I cringe at Crocs too. So. Yes. The plow yes. attachment is a bonus cringe. <laughs> like, it's so wild. Like, when I was in high school, when the Crocs came out, like, right? I was going to say, no one wore them. It was like, oh, my God, Crocs, they're terrible. Uh-huh. And now they're, like, the cool shoe. So it's very, like, even my grad students are wearing Crocs. Yeah. And I'm so, and the little, they gib- have little, little giblet, charms. giblet yeah, whatever it's giblets. called. But I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. My, what my, my kids are both, both into those. But it's, I'm just like, what is going on here? Like, I miss, that's when I never feel that old <laughs> until there's things like that. And I'm like, never mind. Like, I, I've aged out. It's <laughs> yeah. funny. I've aged out. Crocs. <laughs> do you have Scott, Crocs, Scott? I do not own any. Because I feel like it's very polarizing, Crocs. You're yeah. in or you're out. Xander, do you have Crocs? Of course you do. <laughs> oh. Yeah, comfort. Yeah, he's, yeah. No, I'll go, I mean, you know, I'll. I, I, like I, you know, we've I think we've talked about it on the podcast. Like socks with sandals has been a debate in my classes, and I, I wear slides with socks, but Crocs I just never, you know. And I wouldn't wear slides out to walk a dog in the snow. Yeah, right? yeah, that, yeah. That's that's a whole. It just doesn't thing. sound safe. Mm-mm. That's like asking to twist your ankle. Yeah, yeah. pull a groin. <laughs> there you go. All right, next topic: informer guests inform us about something they've done awesome at SU. So. Don't be humble right now. Go. Yeah. Um, I think, well, Scott kind of talked on it. I got really excited in my very first semester teaching here that I got accepted for the GCP because when I was a student here, I was a dual student doing the AT and PT program, so I could never apply because I was always in clinical experiences. So I was like, ooh, now I'm faculty. The application pool has to be smaller. (laughs) Um, So I applied and I got it. I was super stoked. I've always wanted to go to Alaska. So, I mean, that was outstanding. And something else, you know, that I was really excited about was last May, um, as a second year uh, assistant professor, I was awarded the Transformative Teaching Award. Oh, cool. So awesome. that was very exciting. Like, so that, it meant a lot. Again, it helps with the imposter syndrome of you're always wondering, like, am I doing enough? Is it good enough? Like, do the students care? Am I reaching them? So to find out I had a record number of nominations go in, um, it was, it made me feel like, okay, I'm on the right track. Yeah. So That's that great. definitely has been a huge positive so far. Yeah, well, thank you to the TTL team, mm-hmm. who is our sponsor, for making a good decision there. <laughs> All right, so in the future, what sort of former do you want to be known as? Like, what do you want to lead your retirement announcement? Hmm. I think I want to be known as the person who is always open-door policy advocate for the students. Um, I want to be someone who is approachable, honest, like not to be confused with not being blunt um, and direct, but someone who's always going to tell them like it is. And um, I don't know, just give them that space to truly be themselves and then to be an advocate for them in whatever way that looks like. So I think that's something that means a lot to me. Again, circling back to the fact that I had such a positive, amazing experience as a student here at Shenandoah, I want everyone else who sits in my classroom to have that same sort of experience of if other aspects of your life are crap right now, if you're in here with your faculty and your classmates, like I want this to feel like a safe space. I want this to feel like a place you belong, a place you want to go to, a place you want to, you feel okay spending your money to be there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's definitely something I want to know that I'm fostering a positive learning environment and help people like actually want to learn and not just take a test and move on. 
Yeah, love it. I feel like that's a reflection of the people that influenced you that you've already mentioned today, and that's really great. And I think there's a lot of people like that on Ch- at Chenandoah, and I mm-hmm. think you so beautifully explained how you want to be, and just by being able to articulate that, it's very obvious that you are that way, and that's really cool. And I think there's a lot of people like that at Chenandoah, and I think our students, sometimes it takes them time to figure that out um, because we can be honest with them, and sometimes they're oh. Like, what do you mean you're being honest? What do you mean I didn't, I'm not perfect and not blowing smoke up their butts? Yeah. But that's how real relationships start. So I think that's awesome. No, I appreciate that. And it's definitely true. Being able to see the students go full circle. So being the gross human anatomy course coordinator, I get first years, first year PT students, their entire first year. So that first year, first semester is a severe learning curve. Mm-hmm. And then to see kind of the highs and lows and the cycle that the students go through. And then when they get to their third year, of spring when they're just on their clinical experiences, that's when I think it starts to click for a lot of them. And that's when you'll get some emails like, I didn't recognize it at the time, but I really appreciate when blank, or I had no idea this meant so much, or I never understood why we did those assignments, but now I do. So it's definitely very fulfilling to see that kind of full circle moment happen or like the light bulb moment (laughs) kind of go off. That's amazing. Okay, what's your buzzword? that you try to embody at work? Uh, I think kind of just piggybacking off of the former is trying to be an authentic person. Um, What you see is what you get. The way I'm communicating with you two um, is the same way I would communicate with Provost Abraham is the same way I would communicate with the students, same way I'm communicating with everyone. So it's basically, I don't really have a different self that I put on to communicate with different people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like that would be really exhausting and tiring. Um, So I think being authentic is what I try to do. And I try to encourage the other students to do as well. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a big part of psychology actually. Like like when you get in, and this is not my area of expertise, but I know like, like when you go to therapy, right? Like a goal of it is to be able to recognize your authentic self and be able to be yourself um, in all different situations and not put on some sort of like false self or false image, you know, or feel like you have to put on a false self for other people to like you. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like you and are this, a, a well-actualized... Uh, well, I was going to say, this was not like a happen naturally sort of I thing. Be, yeah. this is, I was going to say, this it's is hard. had my own therapy, uh-huh. have my own like life lessons and trials and tribulations, um, all the books, all the podcasts, um, all the group work. And I mean, it's definitely, it's paid off. And for anyone, if they are listening, if you go through therapy, I was going to say, it's always hardest at the beginning, but always worth it at the end. So... Um, it's definitely helped me be a far more mellow person and calmer and understanding, more understanding person. Right on. So physical therapy, mental therapy. Um, a lot of helps. physical therapy is mental therapy. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. All right. So we are at the ask it forward part of the show where we have a question for you, Katie, from our previous guest, and then you'll be able to pass a question on to our next guest. So Miles Harrison's question for you was, what's your dream vacation and who would you take and why? Um, You know, I think with the current state of the weather, I'm really craving some warm, sunny weather. I think something that sounds nice right now would be kind of beat bopping along all the different Grecian islands. I think that would be nice. I've never been to Greece. I've never been to all of its other islands as well. So I'd like to do that. 
And while it might sound cliche, the person I'm bringing is definitely my husband because he is the ultimate trip planner. Oh, nice. He's an amazing trip planner. He is like Mr. Excel sheet. He would have everything like <laughs> completely <laughs> planned out like to the nth degree of where we're going, what we're eating. And I would just be like, sounds good, babe. And I'll just pack <laughs> my bag and follow along. That sounds great. Yeah. My idea of an amazing vacation is just I don't have to use my brain. And he likes to organize and create. So I'm just like, tell me where we're going. So he did that for our honeymoon and it was outstanding. I'm going to need him to help me on some trips. Oh, and he like loves it. That's it like awesome. gives him stress relief. For me, I'm like, ugh. Like I've yeah. got an eye twitch just thinking about it. <laughs> and he's just like, oh. And then I found this boutique hotel and this little hidden part of Venice. And you're like, what? How That's did you amazing. find this place? But no, so very grateful for him. So we're bringing Ryan because he is an A-plus trip planner. Um, and he's more bougie than I am. So oh, yeah. I know he's going to make sure it is like top of the line. Whereas I'd be like, we can save money. Like we can stay in a hostel. And he's like, oh, we will on. not. <laughs> exactly. You're a grown exactly. up now. He's like, Katie, you're 34 years old. I'm on that grad student mentality yes, yeah. of <laughs> where I only made 18,000 a year for yeah. many years. So I'm still, I'm still adjusting to being a real, real adult. Are you going to tell Ryan about this podcast? Oh yeah, of course. All right, good. Another listener. Hopefully. Of course. I was going to say, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, what's your question for our next guest, which is Dr. Jen Green Flint, who's the SU director of the Conservatory Arts Academy. Okay. So being an arts academy, Jen, I want to know if you could be the gold medalist in any Olympic sport, what would it be and why? Oh, good question. Summer Olympics this year. What would you guys That's be? Right, coming up. Gold medalist know. in Olympic sport. Yeah. If you could be the best at any sport, what sport would it be? Um, it would be a team sport for me. <laughs> it's not an Olympic sport. If disc golf were an <laughs> Olympic sport, that would be it. Okay. Uh, but but, but um, as it's not. But uh, it'd be rugby, to oh. be honest, because that's a new Olympic sport. Mm-hmm. It just started, I think, two Olympics ago. And I played, like, throughout college and a little bit after college so that that would be it because it's just such a fun uh fun team sport very cool i would say something individual and so opposite of where (laughs) i'm at in my life so gymnastics or swimming just like something i'm so wildly uncomfortable with because i'm actually drawn to watching those sports more because it's just the opposite of what I'm doing, and I have so much respect for those people. So with that being said, I don't want to put any of the work in. I just want the, the final, you know, Wait, race. That's not part of the question. That's okay, not part great. Of the question. Yeah, I just want to make sure. to be okay. the best. Perfect. <laughs> Send me to the final thing where I'm, you know, bowing by myself and taking yeah. all the glory. That yeah. sounds yeah. I feel the same way. I'm like, it would be like gymnastics yeah. or figure skating. Oh, figure skating yeah, like, is so Amazing. Good. Love to watch it. So Can good. I skate? Barely. I, <laughs> I um, made a reference to Tanya Harding and Jeff Galuli in the past <laughs> month, and no one to uh, what I was talking was it about. To your team yeah, <laughs> it was no, it was to people that were younger I was than like, me. Were you Tanya Harding? Or? Uh, we were <laughs> making references to things that were not appropriate, but um, <laughs> the man, I mean, that was like Just, the tea. Oh yeah, that was, and that was drama. Before, that was like, like Real Housewives media. of Olympic drama. Oh yeah, that yeah, was, that was amazing. That was juicy stuff. Yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. So oh yeah. Good. So. Good. <laughs> <laughs> We digress. Um, that was a great question. I really love yeah. that question. Um, Katie, is there anything you want to plug? Um, I think I definitely want to plug. I am on the PR committee for Shenandoah uh, Physical Therapy. So please, if you're at all interested in PT school at Shenandoah, please follow us at Shenandoah underscore PT. 
Um, and that's also maybe if you're interested in being a dual student and getting your dual degree in athletic training and physical therapy. We try to post things and give you a real day-in-the-life look of what our students, faculty, and staff are doing on a day-to-day basis. That's Instagram? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Thank you. Shenandoah underscore PT. Underscore PT. All right. Yes, follow them and follow I'll the say. podcast. And I will let you guys know, we did follow SU Buzzwords. Nice. Oh, excellent. Yep. I, th- I, know I think our... I followed you back. And you did follow us okay. back. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the Shenandoah accounts are really good and you know, again, that Venn diagram of supporting each other is great. So awesome. Um, our sponsor of the day today is Truist Bank. You thought it couldn't get worse than BB&T for purchasing cards. You were wrong. Scott. Scott wrote that one. Scott wrote that one. I, uh, P cards. Uh. Our email again is buzzwords at su.edu. Our website is subuzzwords.podbean.com. And as Scott already mentioned, our next guest is Dr. Jen Green Flint, Executive Director of the Shenandoah Conservatory Arts Academy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the delay in snow. Keep. Until next time. I messed it up. That's okay. (laughs) You go, Scott. Until next time. Keep keep on on buzzing. buzzing.